0: Good morning. Good morning. I have to say the saxophone on that song really brought it to the next level. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> um, as, as Pastor Beth said, I'm Jason Kiebelbeck. Uh, my wife and I have been members at Mount Olivet for about 10 years. We have five daughters. Um, the thing about having five kids is one of them will eventually let it slip how they really feel about you. Um, I, one of mine, when she was five or six said, Dad, if, if you or mom ever die, I will eat so much candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but all seven of my family members uh, have, have, we've all found a community here at Mount Olivet and a place where we can feel, feel safe. And um, that's, that's what's allowed me to, to come up here today and talk to you about something that's, that's uh, frankly not easy for me to talk about, which is uh, my mental illness. Um, so I have obsessive compulsive disorder, otherwise known as OCD. And uh, the internet's more succinct than I am, so I, I printed this out. OCD is defined as a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears, those are the obsessions, that lead you to do repetitive behaviors, those are the compulsions, that interfere with daily activities and cause significant stress. Uh, the closest thing I can, uh, I can uh, make you feel a little bit what it, what it seems like to have OCD is, uh, how many of you have been somewhere at work or maybe on a vacation and thought, the thought just pops into your head, did I forget to turn off the stove? Or did I lock the door? Um, for most of us, you know, there's anxiety there for a few seconds, maybe a couple minutes, and then you talk yourself down, you remember, oh yeah, I, I remember doing that. For someone with OCD, uh, that anxiety doesn't go away, or it goes away and it comes right back twofold. And <clears throat> um, OCD is sometimes, it used to be called the doubting disease. Because it makes you you doubt your own sense, senses. So someone with OCD can look at a door, see that the lock is in the locked position, but the the chemistry in their brain just doesn't let them believe it. So they unlock it and lock it again. And that's their compulsion to make sure, and they and they, they keep doing it, and they just don't believe their own eyes. <clears throat> and they may do that for hours. Um, the other thing about OCD is is the um, the perceived consequences are a out of proportion with reality. So So that person at the door might think, if I don't get this exactly right, someone's gonna break in, someone's gonna kidnap my children, someone's gonna steal everything. Um, So it's a very, it can be a very painful, uh, painful thing. So I I remember being eight years old and and being convinced that um, if I didn't do something exactly right, my father was going to die. And I can tell you that's, that's not a burden an eight year old can handle, so I sat there Still is a stone in my room uh, years later in college, I can remember one time uh, walking home from class and it took me on a freezing cold day. it took me two hours to get home because every way I went seemed the wrong way <clears throat> and you might say well how, how can you how do you believe these things it 's not rational but but OCD takes away reason and ration and On some level, I did know. I did know these. This isn't real, but that almost made it worse because the disease it prevents you from, you know, compels you to keep doing these things, or it just becomes, you know, agony. So I uh, I went undiagnosed, untreated for about 15 years. It wasn't until I was out of college that I uh, finally went and saw somebody about this. And the thing about it is I I had a good support system. I had a great family. I had good friends, close friends. I had uh, good teachers. But no one talked about it. No one talked about mental illness. I didn't even know what mental illness was for the longest time. I just thought this is how I was. And then when when I learned more about it, I didn't know I could get help. And I certainly didn't know how to go about going to get help. So that's why I'm here today. Because we need to talk about it. It's a disease. People are suffering from mental illness and we need to talk about it. We talk about everything else. We talk about uh, heart disease, cancer, Parkinson's. We talk about the symptoms, the early warning signs, the treatments, but we don't talk about mental illness. And that creates a stigma and that makes people afraid to come forward and not get the help that they need. <clears throat> uh, John Prine is a songwriter and he has a, a quote that, that I've always appreciated, He's, uh, in a, a lyric rather. It says, um, old men sleep with their conscience at night, young kids sleep with their dreams, but the mentally ill sit perfectly still and live through life's in-betweens. <clears throat> and that's, that's really what it was, what it is with mental illness, is you can't live, even on your good days, you can't live your life to the fullest. You can't be the person you, that, that you are, that you need to be. And on your worst days, frankly, lives end. So we need to talk about it. To those of you that are suffering from mental illness, um, I want you to hear from me, you're not alone. Especially now, as Pastor Beth said, there's, there's been a spike with childhood anxiety and depression. You're not alone. I need you to hear there's help. You can get help. <clears throat> it's not gonna come to you, you need to take the first step. I wish there was a phone number I could give you, they would, you would call it, they would tell you where to go and, and, and you would be on your way. Unfortunately, it's not that easy, but there is help out there. You need to take the first step. The only wrong first step is not taking that step. Talk to your doctor, your family doctor, your pediatrician. Talk to a school counselor. Make an appointment with a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. Just take that first step, because I promise you that will help make it better. I went through a couple psychiatrists before I found one that really got me on the right medication and got me to the right therapist that did cognitive behavioral therapy, and I can tell you it made a world of dis- difference, night and day. So it does get better, it is worth taking that step. To parents and spouses and friends, siblings, I ask you to listen. Um, don't judge when, someone comes, when you see somebody doing something. <laughs> I, I understand that the behaviors surrounding mental illness can be very frustrating to the observers because it doesn't make sense. But offer your support. Offer to help get that person the help that they need. To the Mount Olivet community, Pastor Beth, Pastor Kristen, I say thank you for providing a space where we can talk about mental illness. Because as I said, it's a disease and we need to talk about it if, it's going to, if we're going to change things. And to all of you, I say thank you for listening.